When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. Work ethic eliminates fear, you know? So if you put forth the work, then what are you fearing? You know you what you're capable of doing, what you're not. You know, if you put your mind to doing whatever you want to do, you know, good things can happen. Because limits, like fears, are often just an illusion. You're listening to the Plunkett Fitness Project. Here's your host, Jamie Plunkett. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jamie uh, with the Plunkett Fitness Podcast. This is number seven. I've got Ryan with me today. Uh, And today we're going to talk about goal setting and uh, basically figuring out a long-term plan and giving giving, kind of tips on how I keep myself motivated uh, when I don't want to show up to the gym or I don't want to eat healthy, which is something I still struggle with this today, and it's been over 20 years now so aging myself a little bit there but uh so um you know and and we're gonna talk about this in regards to fitness and nutrition but it's really anything you want to do in life you need to set a goal uh and then develop a plan to get to that goal and i i use a lot of analogies with my clients all the time and people i talk to you know i tell people all the time you know, what, what happens a lot of times in fitness is people just show up to the gym and they take a random group class or they just do something random, you know, cardio. They don't have a plan when they walk into the gym. And um, that's one of the things that can that can prevent your long-term success the most. And the thing I always compare it to with clients, I said, you don't show up on a college campus and just walk into any classroom that you want to, that you decide on that day. You go see an advisor. The advisor, you know, is going to ask you what your goal is, what major it is you want to uh, what you want to major in, um, <clears throat> and then they're going to give you a list of all the classes you need to take, the order you need to take them in, uh, and then they're going to you know, get you enrolled in those classes each semester. You're going to take them, hopefully you pass them, and then the next semester you take another, you know, another you know, four or five classes or whatever it may be. And after four years, if you follow the plan that the advisor gave you, you have a degree. So... Um, the way I use that with clients is, I can't even remember the last time this came up, but it'll come up every once in a while. I'm like, you know, it would, the way people approach fitness and diet plans would be similar if you walked onto a college campus and just walked into some random classroom for the day and, you know, listened to the professor talk for an hour, and that was your education for the day. And the next day when you walked on campus, you went into a different classroom. Yeah. It's just random and unplanned, and you're never going to get anywhere. You know, you look up five years from, from today and you're in the very same point because you started and you stopped, Yeah. <clears throat> you know, 400 times in that period. So what I go through with my clients is, number one, what do you want to achieve? Yeah. What's your ultimate goal? What's your long-term goal? You know, and most people walk in our door, they want to lose fat. So their long-term goal is to, you know, feel good, look good, fit in the clothes that they you know, they like to wear all the time. Um, you know, a lot of people say skinny jeans or whatever it is. I really don't like that word. Uh, <clears throat> but, um, you know, you guys know, you know, what clothes you like to wear, you know, and that's how you want to look in the mirror, how you want to feel. Um, so that's usually somebody's goal when they walk in our door is fat loss and they want to be, you know, firmer. Yeah. So that's going to be a matter of eating better. And lifting weights and doing it consistently the rest of your life, really. And it's probably going to take, you know, two to five years to 
get to your ultimate goal where you want to be. And then, like all things, maintenance is always easier than progress. So we write down the long-term goals, you know, whatever, you know, let's just say those those pants, whatever size they are, you know, maybe for a guy it's a 34 and women I have no idea yeah, size, whatever that would be. I, I'm going to offend somebody if I throw a number out here, yeah. so I'll leave that alone. <laughs> <clears throat> but whatever that is um, or whatever, you know, a lot of times people use weight. Uh, that's not usually the best terms because usually people have come to me and they've they've lost weight in the past, but they did it without weight training. So they'll end up losing muscle in the process. So they may end up being 10 pounds lighter when they're not lifting weights versus when they do lift weights. And that's not necessarily muscle. It's just, you know, more water. Uh, and then you can actually make somebody look leaner and their clothes fit better at a heavier body weight when they are lifting weights versus, you know, when they're just not eating and uh, or when they're eating healthy, whatever you want to call it, and not lifting weights or just doing cardio. So you lose a lot of muscle when you do that, which we talk about that a lot. <clears throat> but so we'll write down those long-term goals. We may, you know, get an, uh, a, a ballpark idea of what we want the weight to be, what we want their body fat percentage to be, which is going to be a little more detailed when you see a personal trainer. Uh, they'll use calipers generally uh, or some other form of measuring body fat percentage so you can actually see what your, the composition is of your body, you know, muscle to fat ratio. Um, and then you can talk about those clothes. You can talk about how you feel all that good stuff. And then um, basically what we're going to do is we're going to develop short-term goals of what we need to, to do to achieve those long-term goals. So if we walk back on the campus, that's going to be, you know, pass your math class or pass your biology class. That's your short-term goal. Um, you know, and then we want to be into our majors classes by our junior year, whatever it may be. So when it comes to fitness, our short-term, short-term goals are going to be you know, eat healthy six out of the seven days a week yeah. and string that together for a month. Um, you know, lift weights, you know, maybe three or four times a week uh, for that first month. That's a short-term goal. <clears throat> and then it's really about stringing together those positive behaviors to set yourself up for long-term success. Um, <clears throat> so some, like a story I'll give you, when I graduated college, so I graduated uh, in 2004 from Emporia State University with a degree in health promotion. Uh, I had just um, finished an internship in Oklahoma City uh, doing corporate wellness stuff. <clears throat> I was working for a company called Kerr McGee. They're an oil and gas company down in Oklahoma City. So I spent the entire summer down there away, you know, away from you know, where I normally lived, which that kind of gives you inconvenience, you know, when you travel or you're not at home, you yeah. can't cook and those sort of things, you know, which I was there for three months so I could cook, but it's an excuse. Right. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so then after that, I moved home and uh, for a month after I got my degree, I loaded meat on a truck at uh, Tyson Meats and I live with my parents. So I'm 22 years old. I'm living with my parents. I'm working in a meat packing plant. So it was not the best time of my life. Yes. Um, I wanted to get a job in corporate wellness. I could not get a job. So I was making a lot of cookies <laughs> and eating a lot of cookies. Uh, so about a month into living with my parents, a buddy of mine uh, who was uh, managing a gym in Topeka calls me up and says, hey, we got a job opening. It's only part-time. It only pays $8 an hour, but it'll get your foot in the door. Yeah. <clears throat> so 
I moved up there. It got me away from that negative environment. You know, not that my parents' house was negative, but it was just negative for me because I just wasn't in a positive mindset. Um, <clears throat> so I move up to Topeka, and you know, now now I'm working in a gym, and I'm actually training people. Yeah. And at the time, I was about 20, 25 pounds overweight because I'd just been in a neg- negative mindset. How'd that go with your clients? Well, I mean, you know, what's funny is is over the years, I've known numerous trainers that were not in shape. Right, and right. I'm always shocked by how they get clients at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know. The do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's always surprising. But with myself, I'm... I'm my worst critic, so, <clears throat> so I mean, I was hard on like, for me, I was like, this is why you're not getting clients because right. you're fat. Right. That's that's what I'm telling myself. Yeah, fat. Sh- you're fat shaming yourself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was no bully patrol back then to. <laughs> so. Yeah, put you in time. Exactly. I needed a, a safe room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a safe space. Safe space. Yeah, not not in your head. They <laughs> have. I hear they have buddy benches now. Oh, good. I, I mean, look, I don't even know. <laughs> I I know that. For me though, I'm the same way, and I like I I'll I'll fluctuate in weight and stuff. But I know the unsafest place for me is in my own head. That's I was when I was I was a musician forever, and I've mentioned that on other podcasts. But you know, every now most you know being social, having social media and stuff was always great. And every most people were very positive, but every now and then you get somebody trashing you on social media. You know, you're oh you you can't sing, blah blah whatever. And I'm like, look, man, the thing of it is, I say word. I've heard myself sing. I think I'm a worse singer than you do. I promise you. Like I, I know all of my faults, and you're not going to come at me with something that is uh, that's less harmful to my own ego or my own self-image than what I can manufacture in my brain. I promise you. So yeah, you're right. But but I mean, you like you said, you what's so important about what you said was you were at home. You weren't in a negative place physically, literally, but your mind. You've got to get that. So the first thing you do is you get your, you, you realize I'm not where I want to be. And this is what's so great about this is it is, it's applicable to your health, your wellness, your personal finance, whatever. First thing is you realize you're not, you're not, you're not where you want to be. The second thing you realize is you're responsible for it. Take ownership of it. And then the most important thing is, yeah, you weren't making a great living, but you knew you had to get that momentum. And that's, that's the key is you got to activity activity and work and you got that job and you started getting out there and then all of a sudden what happened the next thing you realize i'm not getting enough clients so i gotta do this and so that's i i believe and that's what's so great you know you talk about this uh you know jamie showed me this book he's reading which uh, again i'm sure you've read it before but it's the uh, you know think and grow rich by napoleon hill and talking about the, the law of attraction and that's what we were kind of talking about before we started this podcast today about you know how it pertains to uh you know fitness and nutrition and and how he you know explains it to clients but this is this is stuff that is it's applicable to literally everything in your life your personal life your finance your gyms or your um, uh, you know your your physical well-being all of that stuff so you're at the gym in topeka and um you're 25 pounds overweight you're not happy so where'd you go from there um well <clears throat> so I actually, I don't know if anybody's listened, remembers, and he, Bill Phillips is still around. He had a book in the 90s called Body for Life. So I kind of used that program. Uh, so I decided, all right, I'm going to start this tomorrow. 
Um, you know, Bill Phillips used to have a program where you would follow it, I think, for 90 days. And then, like, his very first one he did, he gave away a Lamborghini, you know, and he would give away, you wow. know, he'd give away different things. But <clears throat> so anyway, you get this book. Uh, I'm sure you can still get them today. But so I followed his program. I think it was, I think I was doing upper body. I think, yeah, I think I was doing upper body twice a week, lower body once. Then the following week, I do lower body twice, upper body once. Um, and then you do cardio three days, and the cardio was intervals. So, so I kind of used that as my fitness program, what I would do training wise. Um, and then he had a diet plan in there too, and I kind of made my own. And at the time, at this gym, there was a bodybuilder there that I got a lot of ideas from. <clears throat> and I'm very good at like focusing on minor things and routine yeah so and i developed that when i was younger you know i think i've told the story of when i worked out in my strength shoes for for nine months straight didn't right. miss a day right so i'm real big on that momentum thing <clears throat> and you know there's a real sense of accomplishment with that so i write this this nutrition plan out kind of followed my own thing it was 1800 calories i remember what it was to this day uh and what I would do is with the Body for Life, what you do is you eat healthy six days a week, and on the seventh day you can eat whatever you want. Sure. Which I would not recommend that, by the way. It kind of teaches you a lesson, which he talks about in the book. You know, it basically teaches you the lesson of of when you eat bad, it reminds you of why you don't eat that way because you feel horrible, you feel sick. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which I'm very stubborn. It probably took me about eight weeks to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> but. You know, so six days a week, I would follow my 1,800-calorie-a-day plan. I followed my my, uh, my workout six days a week on the seventh day, which is Sunday. I would relax. I would eat whatever I wanted to. Um, and then I would weigh myself, I think it was every Sunday morning, before I ate whatever I wanted to and didn't work out. And uh, so every week, I lost two pounds. And that, that went on for, for uh, 12 weeks. So I lost a matter of... 24, 25 pounds. So, um, and I got down to about 6% body fat and I just followed this thing religiously, yeah. you know, and <clears throat> that was probably the third time, eh, probably the fourth, that was maybe the third or fourth time I would, I had lost weight, um, you know, following a plan like that. So, you know, the first time I think I told you when I was 15, I lost weight just by eating dinner. And then, uh, you know, I lost weight, I think, when I was 21 to go to spring break. Um, you know, I, I had these bad habits when I was in college where I would, you know, just eat anything and everything I could to try and put on muscle to yeah. get bigger. You yeah. know, and you, you usually end up getting fatter in the process. You know, right. you're, you're lying to yourself telling you, yeah, I'm putting on muscle. You know? up. Meanwhile, your waist is as big as your shoulders yeah. or your chest, whatever it is. But um, I don't know if it ever got as big as my shoulders. But anyway, uh, so the trick I used when I did that was I got a calendar and I would X out the day every single day that I followed the plan, you know. And then I would write my weight on the Sunday. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> and it. I mean, it, it worked great. You know, that sense of accomplishment when you put your X on there. And I think that was the same thing I did when I did the strength shoes, too. I told that same story. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's one of the tricks I use. Um, you know, the other thing is, is is putting your goals in front of you. So uh, I do that to this day. I've got a poster on my door when I walk out of my house 
that says JP 2018 goals. Yeah. And it's got a list on there of, you know, how many clients I want to have, how many books I want to read. I've got the months listed out and it says focus every month and I scratch the month off when the month is over, you know, and that's just something I look at every morning uh, before I walk out of the house and, you know, randomly I'll look at it when I'm in the kitchen and that damn thing will remind me, hey, yeah. you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing today. So, um, <clears throat> but I mean, same thing when it comes to fitness goals or, you know, like we've said, whatever else it is that you're trying to achieve, you need to have those reminders and you need to put them in, in front of you because the thing that people don't talk about is you have to be the one that controls your mind and that's positive because there's a ton of negative that's right out in the world every day you know and it, it can be it can be the the people you least expect and they can not even be doing it intentionally it can be your spouse it can be you know family members um, it can be your coworkers you know because misery loves company yeah. and you know people unintentionally they generally don't do it intentionally but they will try to tear down your goals you know it's it's like the uh it's like the crab analogy if you put crabs in a bucket one will crawl to the top and then the other ones will pull it back down right and then right. another one will crawl to the top and the other ones pull it back down and you know people when you are successful and you're d- making changes and you're moving up in life the people around you if they're not doing the same thing you're going to make them feel bad that they're not doing that stuff and they're going to try and unintentionally generally a lot of it's so yeah a lot of it is sub- <clears throat> a subconscious thing yeah. um and it, it's it's almost like if you don't su- if you don't succeed they don't have to they don't have to yes either, you know to feel but it's almost like getting graded on the curve yep ah we're all doing okay ah we're all getting ah we're all older we're getting fatter you know that's how it works yeah yep. it's like yeah but you don't have to and that's, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm over 40 now, but I, I remember when I turned 30 and I said, look, there, there are two types of people when you hit 32, 35 years old, people that look good and people that look like their parents. Like that's, <laughs> I, 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 felt, I felt like there was like a cutoff and it was like 32, 35 <laughs> years old where, and, and we had, you know, Facebook was around at that point. And so I was able to, you know, you see, and it's like, yep. look, man, there's either people that are the, the, the amount of people that can maintain a decent physique or, you know. It, it catches up with you if you don't take care of yourself Absolutely. at that age, you know, and, and it, it, it continues to, it seems like the older we get, the more rapidly it catches up with you. Like the worse, it, it, it's just, again, it's a momentum, it's a snowball, but it's a negative momentum. And it's, you know, um, it's, it's also, you've got to be more conscious about things when you get older, just because physically we're slowing down, you know, everything slows down metabolism, you know, you lose muscle quicker. It's harder to gain it back and all that stuff. And, yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's crazy, but there's so much to be said for what you were just talking about, which is f- actually physically writing your goals down in front of you and focusing on them. Because it's it's just like it's like your yard at home. I mean, those weeds are going to grow without any water. <laughs> but if you want your, you know, if you want your flowers to grow, you got to take care of them. You got to tend them. So that's, I mean, it's, it's, that's the analogy. I think Tony Robbins uses regularly, but it's like, you got to keep, I think Jim Rohn, one of those guys that talks about it, but it's a hundred percent accurate is you've got to tend to your garden, you know, that's in your mind. And there's also a huge, like psychologically, when you, when you make the big goals and you've got the big stuff in front of you, if you can make a daily list, psychologically, Xing that stuff off, there's an endorphin rush that goes along with it. I mean, I use this app called Todoist, 
and it's uh, it's proven. You know, I mean, they, there's all these studies out there that talk about how you know social media and stuff it, it 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 taps into the same part of the brain as like an addiction like a you know the endorphins like when you when you post something and you look for all the engagement whatever um but that to do is built on the same thing where it's like you you start adding you know i have a list of stuff that i to do every day and when you x those things off on your phone or your computer or whatever you know it, it gives you a sense of accomplishment and it really does there's nothing better than sitting down at before you go to bed and looking back and saying, okay, I did do something today. Otherwise it's like, I woke up. I don't even know what, I don't even know what happened. I don't even know what I did today. I'm just Mm -hmm. back in the same place I started, you know? Yeah. I mean, the other thing is with writing that stuff down is you can usually, I mean, first off, that's, that's exactly what we do with clients with, with nutrition, which is funny that that's kind of comes up here. You know, they've done studies that the number one way to lose weight is write down what you eat every day. You know, and what I hear a lot, and I don't really relate to this because I've got like four things in my fridge. I'm real simple. Um, a lot of a lot of times I hear from people they're like, "I didn't realize how much I was eating," or you know, it makes me more aware of what I'm eating. And, right. I mean, I just have basically a plan of what I eat every day for the most part. I get off track sometimes, but like I just don't have those foods in front of me. So like, the chance of me eating chips or something else is just like usually not an option because right. they're not around. But um, <clears throat> anyway, getting back to what we were saying, a big thing about writing stuff down and crossing it off, and I talk to clients about this all the time, it's always, when somebody comes into us, it's always an experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, the human body, the reason they call medicine why it's practicing medicine is because we really don't know exactly what's going to happen. So when somebody comes in, to see us and we put them on a nutrition plan, you know, we're going to kind of give an estimate of where we want their numbers to fall. And I kind of have an idea of, you know, numbers as far as how many calories, protein, fat, carbs, but every single person it's an experiment with, you know, so we put them on this plan, they follow it. And then a week later, all right, what happened to the, how you feeling? What happened to the scale? You know, what's going on? Are you leaner? Um, and the night, and the big thing about recording it is, is if we're not getting the results we want to get, then we can go back and look at it and say, all right, we need to fix this, and this, and this. Yeah. Or an even bigger thing, and something that I need to work on myself, is say last week or last year rather, you were very successful in your fitness and nutrition. If you wrote that down somewhere, you can go back and look at it and see why you were successful. Right. Versus if you didn't write it down, then it's like, well, I think I was doing this. I think I was doing this. You know, so, I mean, that's a big thing. And I know you don't want to keep, you know, hordes of paper or whatever. But, you know, if you're writing that stuff down, it gives you a good record of, of why you saw the success you had or, or you know, more short term, you know, why you're not seeing success. You can look at stuff and, you know, just be accountable. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I, I do. Uh, I use Evernote, which uh-huh. is an app. And I, I just, I love it. Cause I've got, I use it for literally everything, but I also, you know, I, look, I said, I, I told you I gained some weight. So I started, that's what I started doing. I've got a table on there and I just use it every week. Now I keep track of exactly what I eat and I've got a plan. And I, if I go over like, okay, look, I go over, but that way, like you said, having that data and truly being able to 
to optimize things down the road. And again, this is applicable to fitness, nutrition, but so many other things. Well, what's working, what isn't, what we always forget are the details. That's why it's important that you write it down because it's the little things in the middle that you might not recall, you know, uh, a week, two weeks, three weeks, six weeks down the road. But those are the important things. Those might've been the things that, that made the difference that day, that week, that month or whatever. And when you can go back and, and isolate what you did differently, then you can do more or less of those things depending on what results you're looking for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, kind of wrap up the goal setting stuff. Um, what I like to do is number one, set a big picture of what my long-term goal is. Then we, you know, develop short-term goals to get to that. And then along with that, we'll put little daily things, uh, in front of our clients to make sure they're staying on track. Uh, so one of the biggest things I do is I will write down my goals and you read them every morning when you get up and every night before you go to bed. So they're front and center every day. And you may have days that you fall off track. So you had a bad day yesterday. Well, you know what? You got up first thing this morning, you read your goals. So now you're back on track. And it's just a reminder, you know, of, of what you're trying to achieve. Um, you know, using the calendar to mark stuff off, you know, whatever, you know, a big thing with, with having somebody to hold you accountable, um, you know, that's what a lot of people use a trainer for. They have somebody that holds them accountable, somebody that, that they have to answer to on a weekly basis, uh, how things are going, you know, somebody else who's, who is aware of what their goals are and who's going to ask them about them. Um, but, yeah, those are kind of the basic things that, that we use from a goal-setting standpoint to make sure we're, we're successful in our personal lives and with our clients. Well, yeah, and one of the things that you had talked about there too, you know, we, and we talked about the crabs in the bucket and people pulling you down. You know, we did a uh, a testimonial video for one of your clients, and one of my favorite things about that video is Tom at the end. He's got their whole family is coming here now and stuff, but he talks about it, it's it's so great that. Uh, to be that crab pulling somebody else up out of the bucket. So, you know, you, you want to find those people, the people that are subconscious, you don't want the people that are subconsciously tearing you down, but the, the good people in your life, you know, you're, which I feel like most people are good and most people, but like, you know, maybe you can inspire somebody if you get on that right track and, and then you got a buddy. And if you've got a buddy, it's always easier, especially, you know, you talked about not having the stuff in your house when you've got you know, I don't have kids, but a lot of people, they have kids. And that's one of the hardest things because you got food for your, you got snacks for your kids and stuff. And that just opens a, a Pandora's box of, uh, of issues, you know, as far as calories and nutrition and all that. But yeah, I just, I, I think it's everything that you've said is spot on, um, in my opinion. And, you know, I was just, I just wanted to tag it with that. The idea of if you can find somebody, if you've got a trainer, that's great. But if you have somebody in your personal life that you can actually, uh, you know, that you can help bring up and you guys come up together. That's, it's, it's real fun celebrating those successes with, with other people, especially people that you, you know, that you're friendly with, or it could be a, a work friend or whatever. Yeah. You're kind of a team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the one other thing I will say is what's the, the saying, um, you are, you are an accumulation of your of the five people you spend the most time with or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know exactly what, yeah, yeah. So along those same lines of what you were just talking about, you have to remove negative people from your life have or to. get them on board. Have to. Uh, and I don't care, I don't care what your goal is. If your goal is to improve yourself in any way, you must 
get negative people out of your life. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a harsh thing or a mean thing. It's just like, hey, you know, I mean, I try to be reasonable with people, um, but they usually don't see it that way. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, for me, I'm just really matter of fact. It's like, hey, these are my goals. Those are your goals. You know, we just have different goals in life. So, you know, we're, we're going to go our separate ways. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think that can be uh, emphasized enough how important it is to surround yourself with like-minded people. And what I try to do is I try to surround myself with people who I want to I look up to. So people who are more successful than me. And, you know, I'm, I just, I constantly try to surround myself with people that are more successful than me and I use them as, you know, and it's kind of the same self-conscious thing we were talking about before. It it reminds you that you aren't where you want to be yet, that where you want to be is possible. And, uh, it's just a positive influence on your life. It's so, it's so important. And that toxicity is so, it will, it will engulf you. It's a cancer and it will, yep. it will grow in you. But I, I mean, I, I played golf um, competitively in high school and uh, you know, it's so funny because anytime I would play with guys that were better, I would play my best. And yep. if I played with people that were worse, I would, it, 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 but I, I, I couldn't agree more. And it's, it's one of the most difficult things, but the older I get, the better I get at detecting people that aren't bringing anything to the table and the quicker I get at writing them and not in a rude, like not in a rude way, but it's just like you know what. It, 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 a lot of times you don't even talk about it. It's just kind of one of those things. You're just like, okay, we're not, we're not copacetic here. But I mean, that is, that's a, that's another. That should be. We should that, we should do a whole podcast on that. Because toxic people, man. It's it's a uh, nothing will derail you in any in all aspects of your life quicker than people that are bringing negative energy. I mean, it sounds all <laughs> new agey and like. You know, weird to say that, but bringing negative energy into your life will—it will just wreck everything that you're working for. Yeah, yeah. Try to surround yourself with with positive people. I think that's all we got today. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Blunkett Fitness Project. Please share with your friends. Subscribe, rate, and review. For more info, visit our website, BlunkettFitness.com.